Hey, my name's Sean Chaler. That person up there is my friend Chris Ford. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just going to do his own introductions now. Fine, take away my one consistent role on the show, which is introductions. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's all I contribute, Chris. (laughs) That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. We are Avatar The Last Podcasters, and we're also feeling a little... Uh, like stretching the legend of Korra out even further than we already have. Season three and season four, it's just been wow. It's like a year's worth of content out of twenty-five <laughs> episodes. Um, but hey, so that being said, we're going to talk about some news items, and we have essentially two news items or two and a half, depending on how you're counting. And Chris, let's jump right into those first. I think. All right, so the first item of news came out probably maybe a week or two ago. I think probably two weeks ago. The last three weeks have been just a blur for me. Yes, they have. Um, anyway, <laughs> probably came out two weeks ago, and that was news from avatarnews.com or co, depending on... Co. Avatarnews.co. <laughs> yes. Um, and I don't know where exactly they got their sources from on this, but, you know, Avatar News has been pretty, they've been pretty solid. Um, everything that we've cited from them has never been proven not true. That is true. Uh, so coming from them, they said that the three, there, there will be, at first it was announced that, well, I won't say announced. At first it was maybe rumored or announced there will be two, I didn't actually think that was announced. There'll be two um, movies out of Avatar Studios. and But now it's been confirmed since there's been three. And Avatar Studio, Avatar, Avatar, news.co or com, uh, said that the three movies will one of them will be about Kyoshi the other will be about Zuko and then the other will be about Korra which are like honestly the three probably best characters to do movies <laughs> off of which of these was uh, the biggest say, surprise to you that's a good question because I have Kyoshi I definitely have. wasn't I think Kyoshi was a must um, agree to be because to me, Kyoshi was was an absolute must because she is one of the, one of the most celebrated avatars. Like people love freaking Kyoshi, and and they know her. She has really great um, fan recognition, and her story there's still so much more to, to tap into. I and mean, so many people don't know really any a lot of stuff about her. Yeah, we got like two hundred um, years left of Kyoshi to work through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. And, and also, I thought they would adapt uh, the Kyoshi novels, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, Korra surprise. Korra, when you said Actually, Korra, so- that was an instant surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, you know, obviously it's nothing against Korra. We love Korra. I just, that didn't seem like a direction I thought they would go. So I will say that was an immediate surprise in my mind. Yeah, so that is surprised me because to me, Korra's story... It's like done, <laughs> done, done. But it's like her she's like an NFL art. running back. She had four seasons, and that's enough. <laughs> and then after that point, you're overpaying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it makes me think was, of this this tweet. I reshare it every year on Facebook when it comes back up, and it's like me at age thirty thinking I've got a full life ahead of me. And then watching turning on football and like here's the oldest player in the league at 32 years old. What a miracle! Yeah. Um, not Tom Brady. Yeah. Not Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. Um, but so her her story to me was like it's kind of done, right? It's like 
she started off as a brash, young, fiery teen, and she ended up, uh, you know, a remarkable woman who is very, you know, a lot more spiritual, um, just more human, has been through a lot, more empathetic, more sincere. And so, like, character story-wise, I don't know where they're going to go next, uh, which we can get into speculation. We'll get into speculation later, but... Um, I'm not just, but yeah, that that's probably his most surprising. Zuko to me wasn't surprising because Zuko is Zuko, and he's probably the most beloved character in the not beloved. He's probably the most popular character in the series. Iroh is probably the most beloved, but Zuko is probably the most popular character. I will say I was equal parts uh, like not surprised by Kiyoshi and Zuko. Zuko. Mm, and okay. reciprocally very surprised by Korra. But as you know, I'm bad at guessing things, so I'm not going to pretend I would have guessed any of these things other than the fact that you literally yeah. pointed out at one point when we were discussing this that, like, hey, Kyoshi'd be a great subject in Zuko. I don't think we were talking mm-hmm. about movies specifically, mm-hmm. just content, thinking that Zuko and Kyoshi would be good targets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be those three. Looks um, like Kiyoshi says 2024. Zuko says 2025. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Yes. Korra says 2026. <laughs> and reading the article, he was like, yeah, these dates are like my best guess. I take the dates with more of a grain of salt. And also because just even if those were confirmed lockdown dates, studios move around movie dates all the time, especially in this time of COVID. Like they, they were moving them all around before COVID. Nowadays, just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Just push that out pull this up whatever whatever um so so that so that is kind of like part a of of one news actually now i think about three parts but the next piece of it on a recent and this is confirmed confirmed like firm confirmed uh in a recent podcast i forget what the podcast is called it's called comic um something podcast i don't know it's with Hector Nirvana and I think other person. Anyway, uh, but Brian, they had a lot of different um, Avatar people on that on that episode, and Mike and Brock were on it, and they revealed a few little nuggets of uh, information. Um, first off, one of the biggest thing I think coming out of it is uh, they were talking about Avatar Studios, and Brian and Mike said that they were not adapting anything they say we're not adapting any anything from the graphic novels we're not adapting anything from the young adult stuff uh, these are brand new stories and i'm kind of midst on this right so i'm just like man the Kyoshi novels like i need that adapted like like i want that adapted and i think one day we'll we'll probably after you know legend core gets her life action adaption it will happen in, inevitably like Kyoshi yeah. can get hers the Cory novel, or yeah, the Kyoshi novels, are pretty big. Um, it would be cool, like if the first one turned into like a, <clears throat> pardon me, a mini series or something, more so than a movie, because yeah. it's pretty yeah, substantial chunks of content. Man, mini series, a six episode mini series. I think I just be... it seems more plausible than fitting it into, it. especially that first yeah. novel. It feels like so much happens. Yeah. I just got done watching Obi-Wan, and I think that's a good, like, tight six episodes. I loved like, that I it was it. only six episodes. Like, that felt right. It didn't feel padded. 
It's a good yes, yeah, finite story. Yeah. Um. Oh, so yeah, so they're doing a completely new story. So yeah, yeah I was, I'm a little disappointed because I really love those Kyoshi novels and we're really glad to see those get adapted one day. But it's really, I don't know what the heck they're gonna do with Zuko. <laughs> like, like when when they. When I saw the first news that Zuko be adapted, I was like, oh, well, they'll do the search. Like, they thought about doing animating the search, sort of telling that story a long time ago. They just didn't do it. So I thought they would do the search, figure out what happened to Zuko's mom. But, like, what the heck are they going to do now? Like, what new stories are they going to tell? I'm going to speculate here a little bit. I really hope the story... It's about Zuko connecting with Azula and kind of like right now in the comic books, Azula is just MIA. She's just, she's, they don't know what happened. She's missing. I won't say missing. She left purpose, purposely. Um, and, uh, and I would like to see Zuko, and I've said this before, um, I want to see a story of Zuko trying to be the Iroh to Azula. And uh, and hopefully we get to maybe it'll be like them being like twenty year old, twenty three, whatever year olds, and Zula. Maybe she gets you know, a little preggers, and then Zuko and Azula. So this is this is part of my fan theory that I love. Um, it's my own personal fan theory that I came up with, right? So <laughs> Izumi, which is the daughter of, it's a very of special Zuko. fan theory. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Izumi is the daughter of Zuko, although they never say who the mother is. They've never said it. Who, who the mother is. And so I think, and I, and I made a video, of course, my most popular video, uh, of who Zuka's mother was. <laughs> Had a how million many, how many video? How many views does that have, Chris? Uh, about 1.1 million, maybe 1.2. Hang, uh, I'm, I'm, hang on to that number. <laughs> hang on to that number. I'm really not keeping count. Uh, <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> um, but so then, and then I made a follow-up video of just like, maybe Azula is Zuko's baby mama. And of course, people comment on it like, like, it's always funny because I get, even though people might delete a comment, I still see that comment. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it'll, like, the first, it'll be like, you guys are effing crazy. Like, why would why would you even do this? Like, why? You guys are sick. And then they watch probably mi- uh, 30 seconds of the video where I, I clearly state, like, no, incest is gross. No, not that. <laughs> um, so my theory is that Azula is the mother, is a biological mother of Izumi. And then, you know, and the, my whole story along, my whole fan fiction sort of story slash theory in here is that Azula gets pregnant by somebody. I don't know who yet or, or what or why, but she's dealing with it, the emotions of and everything. And then she's, and then Zuko finds it. They go on some, I haven't, you know, I haven't nailed down everything. But essentially, Zuko is the one to be there for her in her time of need. And Azula ends up giving her to Zuko to adopt because Azula knows that the best thing for her life is, best thing for her daughter's life is to be with Zuko. Because Azula is now over her pride. Because before Azula would have been like, no, like I am the best thing for anyone ever. And now she's gotten over herself to realize that she can give her daughter better life by her being somewhat selfless and giving her daughter up for adoption. All right, it'll be like a good little, it'll be a good character arc. It's not too grand. It's not like, oh, Zula's a good person. Zula's on the good side now. Like, 
No, Azula is still. Uh, she's just a. I wouldn't say she's redeemed, but she's more redeemed than before. She's not like a full good guy. She's not Zuko at that point. I don't think she'll. She will never be like Zuko. That'll be out of character for her. Um, so I would like a story like that. I would like to see Zuko and Sokka middle-aged fighting crime. Okay. That's all I got. I didn't develop that idea. It just sounded fun. Just becoming or best Zuko. buddies, like a buddy co- comedy where Zuko's the bad cop and Sokka's the good cop. Yeah. Just rush hour, uh, but with those two. The only thing I can speculate on is like maybe Zuko going to find a dragon, because we don't know how he got Daruk, uh, which is the Druk. Dra- oh, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if we ever really decided how people say it, but I know that's how we decided that we were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I you um, know me, I'm all about dragons, man. If we can hear a story about Zuko getting a dragon, I am down. Let's do that. Yeah. Um I would say uh, the same for oh, are you gonna address Kyoshi next? So if I if I was guessing uh, you know, middle aged Zuko. You 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 guess Kyoshi because I I don't have an idea on I have sort of an idea on Korra. But go ahead with Kyoshi. Um I don't know if I have a good guess, but I think it's, I still, I definitely think it's going to be after, right? They're not going to try to stuff another in-between story. There's not enough room there. We saw, we saw too much. We've been too much. So I'm going to say like, uh, let's say in her, in her twenties, I'm going to, we're going to see twenties. Wait, did I say Kyoshi? I meant Korra. I want to talk about Korra. Kyoshi's is going to be much later. Kyoshi's is going to be, oh, I hope it's like 200 year old Kyoshi. That would be sick. Yeah, let's talk about Korra. I have more. I, I have more thoughts about Korra. Uh, yeah, Korra. I just I was thinking like twenties, twenties Korra, like maybe even an established relationship um, with Asami. And mm-hmm. let me think, what's going to happen? Some kind of presidential overthrow, some kind of coup in Republic City, mm-hmm. and then somehow the spirit world's going to be involved via the villain. Villain has connection yeah, so to I... the spirit world somehow. So I think <laughs> Mike and Brian would totally do this uh, because so I, I'm I'm going on with your thought here, right? But you know how like the fans are like, man, we need to see Team Avatar as adults. Like we need that. And Mike and Brian would be like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do core as an adult. Like you know, it would make fans, some fans mad because <laughs> uh, but wouldn't, wouldn't see Zuko like, and Sokka as adults kind of scratch the Team Avatar? And, and that might that might scratch it. And it could be in the background. It's um, fine. Yeah, um, but wasn't oh I do I could see them I, I don't see that much story for them to tell, like the 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 five year span right after Legend of Korra ends. Hmm. I need a bigger um, gap so than that. I think so. I think so. I think you need like maybe Korra in her third like early thirties, like even married to Asami. Like, Maybe 32, 33, be... still out to prove that she's got lots of life left to live and that really I'm not that old. Mm. You know, make yeah, me feel yeah, good yeah. about me. And I could see them giving her a fa- I could see them giving her a family with Asami. Uh, for one thing, That'd be fun. We've, we've never seen an avatar with a family before. We've never seen what that dynamic is. Um, also, we've never seen in a Y7 kids movie a, a gay couple with as main characters with kids who are high fantasy BA type of characters. So I can see Mike. I, I mean, Mike and Brian isn't always. I feel like they they don't necessarily tell stories. I guess to push boundaries, but they don't mind pushing. 
boundaries. Well, that that's um, part of what makes them really attractive is they they don't like adhere to norms, but they're not just contrarian, right? It's not like an outdoor yes. thing. Where they're like, let's do the least expected thing. It's like, no, they just kind of tell what they feel like inspired yeah, to tell yeah. at the time, and that's why they tell good stories. Yeah, but I could I could see Kor and Asami having like two kids who either they I don't know if I want to say they're adopted or they've somehow have borrowed um, some supplies. I'm going to um, say the adopted route sounds cleaner for a I TV think that, show, but I mean, the adopted I'm route I think is 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 better. Easier to, me, to it's explain. Not, to me, also, to me, it's not going to make a difference. It's not gonna, hmm. To me, it doesn't make a difference if you're adopted or you're biological. Like if you have that parent, if you, if you are a parent, you're you're a parent, and that's going to come across no matter what. And within those characters, maybe they probably don't even have to address it, right? They just have kids, and exactly, exactly, they let's normalize honestly, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I I think that dynamic has never been explored before in the Avatar universe of a a thirty three year old kind of domestic domestic family trying to save the world and be a family at the same time, like. Um, like you are like how did do, how does that feel being the how does that feel for Korra as the avatar that the whole world needs her but does her family need her more that type of story i don't know about villain and and necessarily plot i have in my head right now it's they could go a number of ways Korra hasn't faced anyone at fire nation yet um maybe somewhere down that route I mean, she, nothing no airbender is gonna top Zaheer no I don't see an earthbender topping Kuvira or a waterbender topping Amon. Like Or a truck driver uh, topping Gazan. Yeah, that's true. I don't see it. No, I think uh I think, you know, the spirit world's gotta be involved somehow when when there's Korda. Mm, okay. And uh yeah. Kuvira didn't do much of the whole uh, spirit world stuff other than stealing the vines. Like I think a trip to the spirit world is in order. Uh like an elongated one maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe, hmm, what spirit or spirits could she... Well, thing about I mean, this... she already faced, she already faced Vatia, who's the, the living embodiment of evil and chaos and everything. So, I, I don't know, I don't know. But I, I can see it being, I can see it either being spirit or being Fire Nation related. I'm going to um, say human, human person in touch with the so... spirit world a little more Zaheer yeah. style. But then, but then, is that trading too much on the on the Unalak? Oh well, no, that's a real good point. Like I, I don't, I feel like Core has faced like almost every. Like she's faced a person who's all about order. She faced the fastest. She faced a person who's all about chaos. She faced a person who's all about spirits. Like what other like theological ideology? was missing from a, a villain maybe a person who's all about power like spirit you know, disguised as a fittest. human causing hijinks yeah i don't know, I don't I don't know. know. I'll, I'll be really interested to see hmm. well maybe that's part of the surprise like you mentioned it's not that when you say chorus story is over that sounds very like that sounds like too harsh but i think the idea is that like no it was a perfect amount of closure and we've kind of heard the things we need to hear yeah and I could see Korra regressing. Oh, and and it's well, characters regress all the time. Like human arcs regress are not, all the time. Uh, Absolutely, it, exactly. Uh, character arcs aren't linear. 
So I can see her regressing in some manner, especially if she's if her family's threatened in, in one manner or the other. So uh how about Kyoshi? Give me some give me some thoughts on Kyoshi. Man. I'm casting my Kiyoshi, vote for two hundred year old Kyoshi, still whooping ass. <laughs> oh 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 lady Kyoshi, like Logan. Just <laughs> like how how does she go out? Kind of with like a, do that. I wanna, this, this is the first like a tough attitude, like this grouchy old lady, except for she's, mm. you know, seven feet tall or whatever. And somebody's like, look ooh, at that old no lady no. avatar. And they try to rob her, and she just, like, like pinches her fingers together and just crushes the life out of them, you know? So, With rocks. I think you might be on... Two, I'm two minds about this. I think you could be on something, right? Because the old, the old man Logan type of... That worked. ...type of formula. It's a great movie. Like, the, the thing about Kyoshi... The Kyoshi lived to be 230, right? So even at 100, she's like, everyone I loved is gone. Like, Rangi is gone. Uh, Kelsang died way earlier. Like, all my loved ones are gone. What's the beginning and, like, of I'm... Kyoshi's second wind, right? Like, she's 100. She's like, all my friends are gone. I've done my avatarly duties. I already separated the island. I'm ready to die. And then, but she's only 100 but she, years but old. She can't, but she can't die, though, for some reason. She, I think... I think the reason why she decided to purposely live, I don't think she naturally lived to 230. But one thing, it was a math error. But yeah, but that, <laughs> that, that was standing. Get out of it. <laughs> Mike and Brian here. are not good in that. <laughs> um, so anyway, but she's still like we learned in the first, she lived to the first novel. Uh, so yeah, in the first novel, so she purposely. It was unnatural for her to live to be 230. She used some type of technique, either from um, Gao Li, I think it might have been his name. I, I the, forget it's been too long. The, the immortal assassin guy who was like, if you use earthbending, like, you can control the cells in your body to not age as fast. She also probably learned something from um, that waterbending master lady who was like, I'm, like, I can slow death for people, right? So she probably used some type of combination of the two being the avatar. I think she hits a um, hundred and she's ready to go, and then something happens. Like she's a hundred, she stops doing those things. She's waiting, and then something emotional, like familial, happens. Yeah, where she's like, gotta keep going, gets rejuvenated. Yeah, but keeps whooping ass. So yeah, so what? But I feel like her being a hundred, and all her loved ones have died makes her feel detached from the world, right? Like, the Avatar is not supposed to be detached from the world. They're supposed to be in the world, living in it. But I can see her being 100, just being like, I got, I got to stick around. That's so thing- old. That's, like, pure Logan that you're talking about. Like, just wheeling around yes, the professor, yeah. except for she is also the professor and Logan kind of at the <laughs> yeah. same time. Yeah. But I think, she, I think she's going to feel like she has to stick around because Quark died at 33 and left things in absolute mess. And she right, she's holding on she, as long she as she can. She doesn't delegate well, you know. She's grumpy and old. Yeah, yeah. I love and it. So I do think I there's. That... I think I think that story is gonna be surrounded about attachment and things like that. I don't know what they're actually gonna do, but I hope there's a badass hundred plus year old yeah. woman in it. Yeah. Although that being said, I can see them not doing that because story wise, a story of when your main character is a hundred years old. It's rare, Chris. I don't. It's it's very rare, but it might be rare for a reason. Like kids, <laughs> the the target audience, <laughs> the, the target audience 
is you know it's it's all families, but it's it's why it's going to be Y seven probably at most be PG thirteen, um, but like kids don't don't not really relate to a hundred year old person who's lost touch with the world and all their loved ones have died. Like kids haven't even fathomed that all their loved ones will die. And they they haven't out. figured all it out yet. We're trying. To, you know, it's pretty heavy. Maybe. Uh... <laughs> You know, we'll we'll go back to the drawing board we'll, on that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll but if, if if they did go with a young like thirty five year old Kyoshi, I don't know what they could do. They're they're not going to do uh, Chin the Conqueror because one thing I don't think that story is all that uh, nuanced. I mean, they could probably ask it to, but they said they're not they're not going to do that. Essentially, it's all new stuff. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, early days of Kyoshi Island or something like that. I mean, there's plenty of years of content to work with. Yeah. Um, other thing about Avatar Studio News, if we're done speculating here. Yeah, that's uh, as terrible did... a guess okay. as I can contrive. Yeah. Uh, they did say that um, it'll be 2D animation. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there, there was kind of... They were playing with the idea, I think, early on and doing like 3D animation, sort of like Spider-Verse and Arcane. And they're like, nah, nah, we don't. I think they were like, maybe just the thought, just thought. I mean, you got to explore your options. That that feels so Disney yeah. Pixar to me. And we've kind of talked about it before. It's not that I'm tired of it. I just, I get more of that than I do good 2D animation these days. Exactly, and, yeah. And Brian and Brian was like, that's kind of our bread and butter is 2D animation and stuff. It's like, and like we don't want to copy them. Like, they did that stuff. They did it great. Like, they did it beautiful. But, like, other people are going to be copying them, of course, because, you know, because they were so successful at it. And, you know, we're not going to be copying them in, in that. And I'm pretty sure the last, like, 80 years of color television has proven that people really haven't gotten tired of 2D animation yet. Like, it's... Yeah, like when I when I go to the movie theater and see like an anime movie, and I'm like, man, this is beautiful. It's way more beautiful than like, spe- it's way more beautiful than like Pixar movies that I see. Especially as like, TVs and stuff get better in your house, and things become like brighter and contrast is better, and it looks like you're looking at a piece of paper, like art that somebody drew. Like it looks amazing. Yeah. When yeah. it's done well. Oh, it looks, yeah. What movie did I see um, recently? Especially in action. Like, some 3D. I've never seen 3D done in action really, really well. I, I really have. I suppose Multiverse uh, is probably as exciting as I can think about. but I'm Yeah, but to me, that's even, like... That even seems more constrained than anything I've seen in Avatar or in anime. Like, That's me. No, I just I haven't seen it done that way before. No. But done as well before. But uh yeah, so that's like the news about Avatar Studios. Um so we have other news about the Avatar Netflix show. It's funny cuz like when I when I listen to like Brave Elements podcast and so they kind of just ignore any news <laughs> about uh, Netflix show. <laughs> like Janet will talk, bring up news like, "Oh, you guys never heard that they're doing three movies at Avatar Studios." She does not mention the Netflix show at all. I think out of respect for Mike and Brian, because even in in the podcast I was listening to Mike and Brian on, they're like, 
in the you know they're talking about how they're working on the on the shows like in the in the show that shall not be named. I was like, oh damn, you guys feel that bad about the Netflix show? They weren't talking about the mo- the M Night Shyamalan movie. They were talking about the Netflix show, and I, and I know they seem you're about as supportive. They could, they're like, hey, still go when they when they announced they were leaving from it. They're like, you know, there's still people we worked with on the and like we still hope it's good, but like it was just not good working environment and stuff like that. And so it's just funny that like. I feel like there's just kind of this weird, like, two sides of Avatar type of deal going on now. I mean, at least they are uh, consummate professionals. Yeah, they are, yeah. Uh, anyway, Netflix news. So, uh, there's been some casting news updates. Uh, Master Paku. Sorry if I scooted up. I look kind of blind. My eyes look like... <laughs> Chris anyway. is looking at this, like, on half of his phone screen right now. It's very limited. Yeah. Uh, Master Paku has been cast, and this, this there's just a picture that's up right now. It's like, holy crap, that's great. That's what he, is a great picture. His face <laughs> is so intense. Yeah, like it's it looks it it's a like the two pictures are really two really good pictures they, to use. Yeah, they knocked other. it out. I mean, I don't yeah. know either of these actors, uh, but <clears throat> great capture. Well, yeah. So, uh, A. Martinez has been cast as Masapaku. I don't know who he is either. I have no idea. But, Ember Mid-Hunter, I am very familiar with. Uh, she's been cast as Princess Yue, which makes me happy, also makes me sad. So, I know her from the FX show called Legion, which is about Professor X's uh, son, who is like... It's a really good show. It's really creepy. It's, although, I say that and I haven't watched season two yet, which is really weird for me, because I was really, really into season one. And for some reason, I just haven't gotten around to finish season two. And it's been done now for like two years. But anyway, she's in that show. And she's placed as kind of like moody kind of person. And she's Native American. And so when I cast my uh, Legend of Korra live action casting, I fan cast her as... as um, You can't see that. Um, as, of course I can't. I fan casted her as... Uh, Eska or Desna? Desna? No, Eska. Oh, wait. Yeah, I think she'll be. A, I, a, I think she yeah, would be a great Eska. But mixed up. Uh, yeah, she kind of gives off those kind of Audrey Plaza vibes in, in a lot of things she does. Uh, a Martinez is uh, f- known for roles in soap operas and The Curse of Chucky. Ambulance, Powwow Highway. I mean, he's been an actor for a long time, but nothing, nothing big. But uh, soap operas primarily. He's got a soap mm. opera-ish face. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, also, Mid Hunter will be in the Predator movie coming up called Prey. She she'll play the main character there, which mm. people seem to be excited for that movie. I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be on theater. I think it's going to be premiere sh- streaming. I don't know. Um, but that is that's that's like the big wrapped production. Uh, fun fact, wrapped filming. Uh, fun fact about Sean, Chris. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but one of my favorite scenes in in movie history, in any movie ever, just like small snippet scenes, 
It's from the first Predator movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger sets a trap for the Predator and he's trying to lure the Predator over it. And it's literally just Arnold Schwarzenegger in a tree, like yelling for a few seconds. He's just like, come on over here. Come on, do it. I'm over here. And I don't know why, but every time I think about any Predator movie, I have to like go watch on YouTube. Just watch that scene again because it's stupid and it's amazing. And I love it. It's right up there with Wayne Knight fixing a divot in Space Jam. It's very high on my list. Uh, I don't think I've ever really seen most of the Predator movies, to be honest. Uh, it's not my jam uh, of movie, but that first one in that scene in particular, I love. But uh, they're, I don't know. They're not my jam. Uh, do you see any other like notable news items off of the website? Um, it says live action Oppa Momo, uh, live action Oppa Momo and other creatures will be a combination of practical effects on set and CGI, which is kind of the norm. 131 mm-hmm. cast members. So non background, non stunt performing cast members in season one. Season one of live action read series is retelling of book one water with the feel of books two and three. That doesn't sound like news. That sounds like speculation. Um, those did we cover C.S. Lee being uh, Avatar Roku? We yeah. covered that maybe two months ago, right? Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Okay. So we're getting back farther than uh, than things we haven't covered. But yeah. Well, hey, uh, I've now heard of A. Martinez. I'll ask my mom. She's probably seen him. She'd be like, "Oh, that guy." She's a big fan of the soaps. <laughs> it's his role in Avatar is even kind of soap opera. Ease. I was married. I was betrothed to your mother, and now I must fight you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think that's all the news I have. Chris, if you don't have anything else, we figured we'd save our, our, our How Are You segment for the end of this. Figured we'd cover the news first and flip the script and ask you how you were doing. That is weird. You know, I don't know if I like that we did that, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm, I'm the one that ever su- suggested it. I don't, well, I don't know. It feels rude to get to business. Like, I'm very Midwestern, and so it feels yeah, rude no, to... Yeah, that's right. That's but. True. You know, live and I think I, I think I, I I listened to this one podcast over. It's about the DC anime universe, and they save all their stuff to last. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, hey, what are you watching? So, how's your weekend stuff? And uh, I was I was kind of I was curious at it, mm-hmm. but also I just listened to like the Scrubs podcast, and they talked for like a legit forty minutes until they got into the show that they were reviewing, and I enjoyed just them talking about like their weeks and stuff and, and things like that. Their first 40 minutes of the fake doctors, real friends podcast. That first, oh, that's my favorite part. I love it. I don't even care as yeah. much about the actual podcast, but I still listen to the whole thing, but, yeah. uh, uh, but my Chris, week. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm doing, I think I'm doing bad. I'm bad to doing great as usual. There was like, last three weeks have been rough on me. Um, it's usually, uh, usually my weeks are never really that rough. I have a pretty plain boring life, but I had a death in the family like three weeks ago. That was rough. My uncle died. I wasn't that close to him, but he was a big presence in the family. Uh, you know, be really nice. Great guy. Really great person. He died unexpectedly. He was like 61, died in sleep. Went to um, 61 and like pretty healthy. Uh, no, he had heart problems, which yeah. I've, I've had to speculate. He probably had a heart attack or something in the sleep. Which I've, because mm. I've read up like how do people die in their sleep. And, anyway, not mm. important. But, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And then, oh, well, thank you. Because uh, then, like, two weeks ago, I went to Tulsa for his funeral, 
well, they're Tuesday and then uh, then Wednesday that I came back came back Wednesday and then work Thursday I had training all day and then Friday was Juneteenth and I had to go to work because I was I was co-hosting this Juneteenth celebration at work and uh, I didn't really much done and then camp starts really that Sunday following that uh, and camp is like some people oh, camp is like the most emotionally draining physically draining week of the whole year and this week was like more emotional than usual <laughs> which is this ain't a lot um it was a great week though like i i love camp it's like it's the best it's it's, it's the uh it's like it's all the corny stuff that people say about things like this is the best week like it's the most rewarding work uh it was really great um I saved a girl's life. Uh, <laughs> you said that real casual. Like. <laughs> no biggie. No biggie. I saved a girl's life, you know. No, That's no what big I do. deal. Not, uh, I, I save kids' lives all the time. And I, don't <laughs> I lost count. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one time there was a kid, you know, there was a Code Adam at Walmart. I think I've mentioned this before. There was a Code Adam at Walmart. This is new to me, no. Okay, so there was a, I worked at Walmart in college for like five months. Uh, and uh, there was a Code Adam. Code Adam is, if you don't know, is when a kid goes missing. He said, he's wearing a leather jacket with aviator glasses. And I look down and there's the kid. I'm like, oh, hey. And, I, and I'm like, hey, you know, we'll, I'll take you up and stuff. So then I'm taking him up there and stuff. So I find him, I find the kid. And uh, and then and then this other lady worked camera. She's like, oh, I can take him. I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. And then I didn't pay it any mind until probably about Five years later, and I, she stole my credit. That's what she was doing. She stole my credit. <laughs> I found that kid. She probably got some rewards. <laughs> Her parents are probably just throwing money at him. At, like, I mean, thank was, you so was, much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I saved that kid. Yeah, and, and the thing is, this is in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I pro- that was probably some, like, his kid, kids' parents might have been racist. Who knows? I'm not saying they were. Pittsburgh, Kansas, well, I didn't have that many racial issues there. But, uh, but what if I change? What if I save someone's kid? And they're like, oh, my goodness. Black people are amazing. Like, I <laughs> could have changed the minds. You could have <laughs> helped somebody change their whole perception. Yeah. So I've been to Pittsburgh like once. Uh, I, I don't really, all I can do is, is judge and guess, but. That's pretty, it's pretty white. Uh, that's believable. But that's it, one part I would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so back to camp. Uh, was, we were, you know, it was early in the morning. It was Friday morning for one thing. So it's like the last day of camp. Last day of camp was like, really enough, it was. Usually, last day of camp is pretty mellow. Uh, kids might be acting up a little bit because it's the last day they don't like to leave and stuff like that. But we, we woke up. One thing, I woke up at three o'clock. I woke up at four thirty with a headache. I hate doing that. That's not a real time of day, Chris. Yeah. The thing is, we can't even have pills on us because we don't want kids getting mm-hmm. pills and stuff. So I didn't have. I didn't. I can't leave because to go to like a nurse. One thing, I'm not going to wake up the nurse to get a headache pill anyway. So I woke up with a headache. It's just that and normally in your house, you would just go to the bathroom and grab an ibuprofen. Yeah. But this is like the one yeah. week of the year where you can't do that without ruining yeah. somebody else's night. 
Yeah. Also, I told the kids that, hey, we'll wake up in the morning and we'll go fishing because it was the last day to fish. <clears throat> and uh, it, was, it was the last opportunity to fish if we woke up before breakfast and went fishing. So we woke up at like six o'clock. So I was like up for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Like, which suck. Um, but anyway, so and a lot of other people went fishing too because it was the last time they could go. So girl was like on the dock. The thing is, before she fell, like we're all fishing out on the dock, and her toes are like over the dock. I was like, hey, you might want to back up a little bit. She's like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> Just to preface that. <laughs> and then we're all fishing. All I hear is a a splash, a big splash. And I turn and I just see her just in the lake, and then. And I pull her out the lake and stuff, and she's just holding me. And I'm like, it's okay, it's all right, it's okay, you're you're fine, you're fine. And then but she gets me all wet because she's wet. Oh, you didn't stuff. like get to do like a cool lifeguard dive in after? No, I didn't. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. That barely so, counts as saving a life. Yeah. I think you've saved. I know it, it, you've it, saved yeah. one and a half lives tops. But <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it didn't take much. Like, I just well, actually, it was harder to pull her out the out the water than I thought. Because you're like belly on the dock, right? And you... Yeah, yeah. I had to get, I thought, and also if I, I don't want to accidentally fall into the dock, but also anyone else there could have saved her also. I told my mom that, and my mom was like, yeah, but God put you there to save her. And I was like, okay, alright, thanks mom. That's, no, that's, that's nice. <laughs> that's mom yeah. doing mom things, that's nice. I know, right? Uh, the thing is, so like, that's the peak mom right there. <laughs> yeah, God right? put you there so to like, save God, that God used you there. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're no, right, mom. Take that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the thing is, uh, last day at camp, we always wear just other t-shirts and we, and we all sign it. Every, when everyone signs each other's t-shirts. And uh, and she signed mine's, and then she signed, like, thanks for saving me. So she thinks I saved it. Huh. So, I mean, so. you you definitely did. I just, I had this vision <laughs> of you, like, running off, like, oh, a me beautiful jumping, swan yeah. dive. Yeah. And then. The, the funny thing is, like, my mom tells me every time before I go to camp, she's like, if a kid falls in that lake, don't don't go in there and save them. You're not you you you're not a fat you're not a strong swimmer. Don't don't do that. And so then when I called her after I was like, I didn't take your advice. I saved a girl. I didn't even though she fell. And then I told her I was like, I didn't have to go into the water though. Yeah, but I feel like your mom's just propagating stereotypes right now. Come on. I mean, I'm not a strong swimmer. Oh, are you uh, actually not? Okay, bro. well that's very. No, I am not yeah. a strong. I'm strong enough that I would try my best. But like, if you ever read that I died trying to save a kid, you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not a good swimmer either." Yeah, I mean, she was she was also wearing a life vest. She oh, would have been, well, yeah. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> the story gets they have to wear a life vest out on the deck. So if you don't want the story because to be spoiled, shut it off at 42 minutes. <laughs> this is when you're gonna really cut um, this episode. <laughs> And then, and then what happened? Uh, oh, there was a really funny thing <laughs> So, the kids had face paint. I'm sorry, this is, you know, the kids get their face painted right. And so, like, there was this like, gymnasium area I was in, and the kids were getting their face painted out front, out, outside of it. And so, like, this kid walks in, you know, and I'm like, what the heck? He had... <laughs> he had black face... <laughs> That's not funny in itself, but <laughs> his face was painted completely black in a circle. It looked like black. I was like, "What is going on here?" Like the thing, and he said he sat by this in big industrial fan. You know how fans mm-hmm. are in gymnasiums, right? Mm-hmm. 
The thing is, I was hot. I was about to go sit in front of the fan. Probably not. I'm not sitting by him you know, in blackface. <laughs> like, I don't want my picture to get be taken this, and people be like, Chris, but so I go up. pulled out of to, context. It's going to start to look real messed up. I go up to this black counselor named Aaron, and Aaron's like married into the a bunch of family members. Well, not, but he's married into It's not a Mormon thing. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's married into he married a into bunch this, of wives. Yeah. He has one wife, but her mom like runs the camp and her sister's all around the camp and stuff like that. Like a bunch of family in there. So I go up because, and he's, he's been at the camp now for probably eight or so years. So I go up to him. I'm like, Hey man, what's up with your boy down there by the fan? He's like, what are you talking about? And he looks at the fan. He's like, is he in blackface? I'm like, he's in total blackface. He's like, why is he in blackface? Like, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then there's this other black counselor uh, girl. And he looks at her like, it's like, you see him down there? And she's like, wait, what? Why is he in blackface? So then she goes down and talks to him. And then she's like, and then she comes back up and she's laughing. And she's like, there's, there's, there's a story behind it, guys. There's a story. And she, and she was like, he, he wanted his face to be a skull, but he wanted it to be like, I don't know, like a darkened black skull. So he wanted the black to go on first, and then he was in front of the fan to dry it. So and then he was going back to done. get the white painted over it. <laughs> okay. That's... <laughs> so that's what made it all fun. that's why i'm laughing now at first i was not laughing. i was like who the heck painted his face black? we need like is that person like, a counselor cause... here and did they fill out the questionnaire so that's the... that's that's the thing we were like it must like aaron's like when we we had these teenagers volunteering who were previously at the camp when that was awesome great to see previous campers come back to be uh volunteers but they're like 16 so we're like it had to it had to have been somebody young who don't know any better. Just because no adult would paint blackface on a kid. Um, but it, it was an adult. <laughs> she was just like, she looked at this kind of cluelessly. They were like, you anyway, know, it was, it was the, you know, but it was just funny. Like, it was really funny. It makes yeah, me. Yeah, uh, it's just a uh, Dungeons and Dragons community episode, uh, Ken yeah. Jong misunderstanding. <laughs> well, then I was like, like that's one of those European things. Like, there's a certain country in Europe that they do. It's it's. I wouldn't say it's innocent. <laughs> I mean, it's. I guess it's fairly. Then they 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 have a holiday where they dress up in blackface. It's weird. Is that like a weird midsummer? Mid. I don't know how to say it's midsummer summer, thing uh, or midsummer. It's kind of messed up. Uh, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, but then uh, oh also so oh, yeah that was funny. Uh, last day of camp was like weird though. My kid, one of my kids, got in a fight with a kid, and he was just completely unhinged. Like, and I don't blame him. Like, all these kids are going through issues and stuff. But like, we had to like restrain him. Like, like me and this other guy Brian had to like hold him by the arm and stuff. And it's and, you know that was sad to end on that note. Like, I didn't get like a good chance to say to just have time with my kids, my other three kids and stuff, mm-hmm. but. But I want to, like I said, I don't blame me. You know, these kids have a rough, man. He especially also has a rough. Um, but yeah, that was, so that was, my long story short, that was emotionally draining. Uh, the whole week was pretty emotionally draining. It's just a, a draining week in, in general. And uh, and also, at an interview, 
Monday. And so like right when I right when I got done with camp, I started prepping for an interview, which I hate prepping for interviews because you know I get just a little bit of anxiety and stuff. Interviews about are it. inherently dumb just on their own. Yeah, especially this one, because I actually just have the job. Um <laughs> uh, and so I finally had the interview Monday, and I feel like after Monday, I, like I finally had a chance to just like breathe after just like two weeks of just kind of nonstop, like not just being able just to sit for a while. Just so I'm back, I guess, just being in a uh, much better mind frame. Nice. Uh, well, I'm glad you saved that child's <laughs> life, uh, and you only have to, <laughs> only have to get. I for real thought your mom was oh, like I did. was like making a stereotype joke. It's like, no, Chris can swim. I would say this: uh, I did meet a lot of people who love Avatar now. Like, oh no, kid! Like I wore, I wore uh, a uh, first day of training. I wore this office shirt that I got, and people are like kids, adults, or both. Uh, some some kids, yeah, a lot more okay. kids watched it now. Nice, and because um, it's on Netflix, a lot of so adults. kids just scrolling through, yeah, them, right? Like, yeah, a lot of adults. Like I talked to them, and they're like. I was like, yeah, man, I got my own podcast. They're like, you have your own podcast? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like deep into this, man. Do you always, I always feel like you should just, tell people, like when I tell people I have podcasts, I'm like, yeah, it's free, actually. Like, you can just do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not, Anybody vet, we're not vetted in any way. <laughs> Anyone. No no one chose me. Brike to... uh, didn't call oh, us, do. you know, and, and like say like, hey, is this guess legit? I do mention, I do mention though, like, and the people are like, yeah, man, I hosted like a huge event, trivia at, panel, Comic Con, yeah, trivia. We're legit. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I bought two. I got two new items for next year, which are pretty cheap, like an Aang statue, which is like original thirty nine dollars, and I got it for twenty four and something else. So I'm gonna start printing worksheets now, so we have enough. <laughs> uh. My uh, my last couple of weeks were were not nearly as interesting as yours. But what it amounted to is that like my wife and I on the Tuesday you were at camp, um. So I had a thing, a work thing on Wednesday. I I go to the office every Tuesday. At uh, it's just the day that we go to the office and we just go. And if you don't feel good, you don't go. I felt great. Uh, but on Wednesday there was a different thing at the office where people were coming in from out of town, and because it was like an event. They're like, you have to take a COVID test. Like, whatever, this is stupid. Well, then I had COVID. (laughs) And then Heather also had COVID. And we were just both, like, completely asymptomatic. And we had, like, no known exposures. But we, like, both double tested. Got the PCR test. But, like, the only reason I took the test was just because I had to for Wednesday. But then, like, I had to go through the shame of, like, telling all my coworkers, like, hey, you know how we were Mm -hmm. all, like, together all day today? And then we went out to eat today. And then we were in a small meeting room for, like, three hours today. Well... I have COVID. Uh, now, that's like that's like when on the office when Michael thought he had STD. So he was calling all his past lovers. I felt the same level of shame that Michael felt. Absolutely. Uh, no, it's really weird just to like have to say that, and then I had to be like, "Well, let's again." The only reason I tested, but long story short, nobody else got it from us. But Heather loved it because she had to work from home, like even asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she didn't realize that, like, how good I have it working from home. And that might have, like, ruined some things for me. Like, I was like, wow, it's not as fun as you think it is. 
Well, now she knows that it is exactly as fun as you think it is. <laughs> kind of ruined it. Uh, so we, but we had COVID, and then we just stayed home all week with no commitments whatsoever, and it was pretty amazing. And then it also allowed me to fi- finish a YouTube video that got like five times as many views as any of my other videos uh, relative to my other videos. Do you, and, do you think you... So this is a serious, legit, not criticism, but... Uh, do you, so I watched the video. Well, I watch pretty much all of your videos, I think. Well, not all of them. You almost always say something about them, so I presume. Yeah, okay. But I do think your most recent video is one of your best. It's very polished. Uh, and uh, oh, something about it seemed... I I, uh, really I would say in very polished and legit. I felt like I actively tried really hard to uh, to make it resemble other YouTube videos, right? Like I tried to get the tried to create the subject with the title that was YouTube appealing, right? Uh, yeah. I tried to find the the YouTube. I even tried to find the best way to word the YouTube title and all the little details. Um, and then just curious though, you as a user, as a viewer, sorry, as a viewer, and you're a switch owner, so you're kind of in the right audience ballpark. You're my age, you have a switch. Uh, mm-hmm. do you, does it bother you that I use the, um, what the heck is it called? The trailers instead of captured footage. I love the trailers because no. they show way better stuff than I'm ever going <clears> to <throat> capture anyway, but does it no, bother it seems you? like a lot of work. Uh, and, you know, uh, if... well, one thing it doesn't, no, it doesn't bother me at all. Like I get, I get. What you're trying to communicate with those visuals is just the sense of the gameplay or just the game if, itself in general, and that comes across in trailers. Like, that's what trailers do. Much better. If I capture game footage for five games... It would just be like you walking take... around, and, like, it's it's not going to capture... Yeah. I think if you have to do, like, a really thorough review, like, okay, well, I want to see that this guy's, like, actually played into the game and it's, like, a credibility builder. That video didn't really do that. And so I went the trailer route and it made life uh, a lot easier, right? Because I had, like, good 720p footage that I didn't have to do anything to. Um, so, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. curious if it bothers people. It didn't seem to. Nobody said anything about it. And, in fact, a lot more people watched it. So that's good. And I had a lot of time. I had all the time in the world last Wednesday through whatever. Basically, I did it all on Wednesday because I didn't have anything better to do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, long story short, asymptomatic COVID, which is kind of why you start to be careful because, you know, we could have transmitted it to, like, somebody who wasn't vaccinated or somebody high risk, right? Yeah. So, uh, continuing to sort of be cautious and aware. But otherwise, I had a good week. And, um... Uh, oh, I was going to say, yeah, your video, your best video had... Would you say like ten and a half mil, something like that? No, no, one and a half mil, two, maybe one and a half. One point two, okay. Uh, and so I think this one is like up to four hundred. And as far as like first week performance, it was like ten times better than any other first week performance I had. <laughs> but then I also it made my statistics look really good because I, I added like twelve subscribers, in just a few days. Um. And so it like made all my stats like really bonkers in terms of percentage. <laughs> it made me feel really good about myself. So Chris, now I have you. You only have seventy times as many subscribers as I do now. Only <laughs> seventy times as many subs. Yeah, one point one million. Yeah, one point one mil. Uh, that's a decent day's work, right there. That's a decent yeah. day's. The work. thing is, so oh wait, uh, you can't see me now, probably. Uh, I cannot. I want, I want to go look. I mean, it's a picture of your and, face, uh, but yeah. 
Um, but like, so there's an Aziz and sorry or Kyle Shambino uh, joke where it's just like, uh, oh, what happened? I'll say the Aziz and sorry joke because he, go, he, he goes into Kanye West's house and Kanye West is listening to his own music. Everybody, and shut Aziz the is like, fuck up! <laughs> Homie, over here trying to tell some jokes. This is a nightmare. And that was like the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to me at a comedy show before. But uh, anyway. But I think what you're talking about is Kanye West listening yeah. to his own music, bobbing his head, and then he yes, says, these yeah. beats are dope. Yeah, these beats are dope. He's like, that's like me driving my own car, listening to my own comedy. Yeah, these jokes are dope. Anyway, <laughs> my point is that I watch... If I, if we make good enough podcast episodes... Like, there are certain podcast episodes of ours that I legit go back and re-listen to or rewatch, mm-hmm. And that's the same with my, my videos. Like, I went back and watched the one I did um, about, like, Pride fairly often, or especially the one I did about um, black cartoon characters who aren't black. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think, like, I, I made some, and also made a couple other videos. Like, I make, I, those videos I feel like are some of my favorite videos. They're, something about them are well-made. They connect to me in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. The Who Married Zuko video, I don't think I ever rewatched that. <laughs> and that's the one that has 1.1 million views. And that's when I was just like, I think I want to do a video real quick about Who Married Zuko. And I just ranked them and then just wrote out a pretty quick thing. It took me like a day maybe to do, but like a busy day. Not like, a, oh, I've been working on this just, all day. It's that snappy <laughs> title. It's, you know, that, I don't know, it's very... It's a very YouTube appealing like subject and title and everything. Whereas like the characters that were black, like I remember you struggling with how do you put that in a title, like what you actually meant? Yeah. Because in reality, yeah, yeah. that could have easily been, in my opinion, one of your most amusing videos. I don't know about best, but yeah. probably up there, but most, like one of your most entertaining, just in an all around way, um, videos. Yeah. It's something that I would have never thought about before. So it's one of my favorites of yours. But like, how do you translate what you were trying to do? in like a YouTube title and a thumbnail. I, that's tough. But I wish uh, everybody would watch that video. That's great. Like that's yeah, but, uh, that didn't even cross Sean's mind as, uh, as a young Sean. Like, what's he talking about? That guy's not black. And then you start, oh, God, he's black. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, then that, yeah, that Zuko video does you know, a lot of numbers. But hey, that's cool. It's, it's great. Like that. That video skyrocketed my channel, and now my channel is just like flat. Not flat, flat lines. I'm like it's dead. It's not dead. It's just plateaued because I haven't put anything really. What's into the last my... video that you've actually made? Uh, it was the one legendary scene, I think. Which that one still gets some pretty good traction. Mm-hmm. So that one did about as well as I liked it to do. Um, as long as my videos, I feel like. My threshold for what makes successful videos, like, all right, if it crosses, like, a thousand views within three weeks, I'm like, all right, this video is pretty successful. Mm-hmm. And some of them just go, like, and go way out there. But once I can get, like, maybe a thousand views, ten comments, I'm happy with the with the performance of it. I'm always happy with any video I do because it's, it's a hobby of mine. I'm not doing this to, like, make money and stuff like that. I just do yeah, it because I, I have an opinion that... <laughs> For doing it to be profitable, we're doing it poorly. <laughs> yeah, so many kids want to be like a YouTuber or stuff, and I tell them, like, as a YouTuber, I'm like, it's pretty hard to make. I've made some money, 
it's pretty hard. Like one of my kids was like, I want to be a coder or a YouTuber. I was like, coder, that's really good. Coder. That's that's really Coders good work are there. in such high demand right now. I feel like I want to go be a coder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, YouTube? Uh, not you can great. share your coding skills on YouTube as a side gig. That's pretty fun. It's a creative outlet. Yeah. Uh, I... Uh, I, I published the I was I published the video on a Wednesday, so like Tuesday night, uh, uh, you know, we tested when I got home because I knew I had to test. So then like, all right, well, I guess my Tuesday night can't plans are canceled, and so Tuesday night and then Wednesday at like eight thirty p.m. or something, I finished it up, and I was like, you know, a smart person would say like publish it Friday, like Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, uh, but I published it Wednesday. I was like, ah, oh, whatever, and I kind of did my normal shares, and then uh, I went to bed and I wanted to watch. Uh, uh, a specific YouTube video and I saw I had like a little two like notifications. And usually for me, that's just like, Hey, such and such posted a video and I hit it. And it's like yeah. such and such got to your channel. I was like, Oh, I got another sub. And then there was like three or four more. And I was like, stop it. Uh, it's just all, it was like, uh, I'm going to say in terms of percentage instead of numbers, cause it makes me feel better. It was 10% subscription growth. Oh, wow. Cause I it was like, those. I have a, I have 112, <clears throat> And like ten of them were from or were since that video was posted. <laughs> I miss getting those notifications that oh, so and so subscribed to your channel. I think once you pass a thousand, they stop. That's yeah, that seems sensible that they wouldn't do that anymore. But um, well, it was uh, it was good and it kind of like motivates you, right? It gets you excited. So then I started on the on the next one. So maybe by next week, not not by the time this one's posted, but by the time our next video is posted, maybe we'll see. Go watch Sean's video. Oh, thanks, man. It, be subscriber number 113. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I got, Chris. It's late. Let's let's go to bed. It is late. Let's see what happened in the NBA. I don't want to talk anymore. Oh, let's, man. Uh, I kinda, no, you know what? Hey, it's already pulled <laughs> up, Chris. Let's just, let's just uh, you know. Let's, what let's do you check? I go. I always go to this NBA rumors. No, this is NBA.com. Oh, you go do to, the NBA uh, rumors? Hype. Oh, that's a fun site. I go, to, I go to Hoops Hype and uh, look at the rumors there. So nothing, you know, nothing confirmed on ESPN, but I will say that uh, on ESPN or maybe as a tweet, I don't remember, somebody said that league executives, so somebody saying that league executives said that if there was a team that could take on both Kyrie and KD, in a massive trade, it would be the Lakers, and then they had like this it's... insane, this insane. What's the, what's the meme? It's I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like he's got all the crazy yeah. math shit, the conspiracy <laughs> theory, and it was like a five-team trade with just ape shit stuff going all over the board. Like, well, that be AD and Russ straight up, and a bunch of draft picks. AD Russ, and they only have like two tradable picks, though, is the hard part yeah, for the Lakers, but they they're both first-rounders, so it's still valuable. I mean, uh, I wouldn't... I just want I just want Kyrie Irving somehow. Somehow I can drop Russ, get Kyrie Irving, and uh, keep AD. I think... I don't want to just get rid of players. Like, Lakers have been... Lakers aren't that type of team who just... I mean, they, they don't build up to the draft or something, but they at least treat their players with some... <clears throat> Historically, you know, they'll keep a player for like five, right? They kept Shaq for like six or seven years. And then they knew, like, I right, got picked between Shaq and Kobe. Like, and they kept Kobe. And it turned out to be uh, right successful. 
I mean, well, to be but fair, like, I wouldn't. One I just don't want to. I just don't want to get rid of Anthony Davis. Like we already want to get rid of Westbrook, which is that's an easy choice. Still, like yeah, because it's yeah, like we want a championship with AD. Like as long as he's healthy, which I know is a big question mark, we should be at least a top four team in the league and could possibly win the championship. Um, one of my friends is a big Heat fan, and uh, the Heat. Okay, so I don't. You got to keep in mind, I didn't know these things before today. I'm just regurgitating. I'm not pretending to be knowledgeable. But the Heat are in a situation where the Nets can't have Ben Simmons and Bam Adebayo both on their team because both of those players would have signed maximum rookie extensions on other teams, and there's a rule that prohibits that, which means that the Heat. I, isn't that weird? I never heard that till today, uh, but it's from ESPN, uh, so I, you know, I believe it. Uh, so it had like a, a third team to take on Ben Simmons essentially to make this insane heat trade work. And I like show it to my friend. I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's not, that it's not likely. It's just that this rule prohibits it. And he's normally like a pretty grounded guy, but he came back with, he's like, yeah, I'd rather if they just traded, I don't even remember who he said. He's like, I'd rather if they just traded like Tyler hero and I don't even remember who that, like the two other undrafted free agents, that they yeah. have as their starters. It's like, I'd rather they just trade those guys and like two picks for KD. And I don't know why, but it got me really fired up. It was like, well, yeah, I think most teams would rather if they traded like a folding chair for KD. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what did that he's contribute? Gonna go uh, I mean, the thing is, so I, I love that the NBA has like the, probably the best player empowerment. Although MLB, they get paid a lot of money there. But NBA has, I think, I don't know. They they have really great player empowerment. But I, like, I would agree that got, NBA situationally, like even even the G League and what the G League does for that level of player is much sort of more appetizing than like MLB minor yeah. leaguers get. For example, I think the NBA better top to bottom. But I, I don't I don't like when players request a trade and they got like four years left on their contract. I do. I have so like, much respect for KD is like, man, you signed a really big deal and you don't have a no trade clause in there. Like that's not their fault. It's on you, man. Also, if I'm the Nets, I'm like, no, no. we just signed Kyrie to an extension and you know, we have Ben out- Simmons. We, we don't have to move you we, right now. We have you and Kyrie Irving surrounding Ben Simmons in the only situation that makes Ben Simmons useful, and we're just yeah, gonna, yeah, we're just exactly. gonna like stick to that plan, and we want you to stay here. Like, is Brooklyn that? Was, why does like, he want Brooklyn? Why? What's why does he want to leave? What's the? I think they're just badly managed, but they're badly managed because you guys are there. You when Can, you made them get. James Harden, and then James Which, Harden. Yeah, like, they did that. No, I mean, okay, management doesn't have to listen, but it's like, yeah, that was like you yeah. guys waving that flag, and that worked out. Real, I mean, LeBron. I, I know you're not like partial to LeBron, other than Lakers, but he's like the same thing as like make a mess and then you know leave or something like that, <laughs> just because of the players that he has to get on his team. I um I fully blame LeBron for this Russell Westbrook situation. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly uh, what I'm alluding but, to. But also, but also, I would give him credit him. for hey, we won a championship. Like, sure, we're we're not we we don't have the greatest prospects right okay, now. But that's yeah, I'm not. I promise, I swear, I'm I'm sounding like it, but I'm not like a stay in your lane guy. But yeah, like 
catering to players' demands is not always yeah. it's a good not, yeah. idea. It's it's kind of like how Brian and Mike don't cater to fan demands. Mm, that's actually a really nice comparison. I like that. Uh, no, today ESPN like things went from being like really quiet, and even the draft wasn't <laughs> terribly exciting. It wasn't like a good draft <laughs> overall. And then all of a sudden today. Uh, like the Pac-12 is falling apart, and everybody's accepting it is declining, uh, declining options, and looking for extensions. And Katie's getting traded. I was like, Chris, I think ESPN just had his best day of 2022 in terms of clicks. That is the thing I love about the NBA is that like the Warriors just won the championship, but we're already like the news story. The, the new news story has like already picked up, like the offseason. NBA offseason is really fun. It's already like, in like full swing. Uh, one thing I do like, uh, I mean, I like football better as a sport. I think that's relatively common knowledge, but I do like the hard cap. And so like the crazy, like bam, Ben Simmons rule, like you don't have to learn that in football. <laughs> it makes it easier on my brain. It's like, if you got the cap space to trade for somebody in football, you just do it. And then you just can. But at least it keeps the NBA... What's weird? Like every every trade has to involve a third team. <laughs> oh, who, the the Nets. There might be a sixth the, team trade. The Thunder, that, the Thunder, like, are always that, lurking out there, taking on bad contracts and draft picks. They're always yeah. just waiting. I could I could see there being a trade where Kyrie goes to the Lakers, Westbrook goes to OKC, uh, Durant goes to Miami, Bam goes to. The Nets. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but if Bam goes to the Nets, then you've just said that oh, wait, Ben wait, wait, Simmons wait, 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 gotta my bad, go my bad, my bad. to Ben. Yeah, Ben would have to go somewhere. Yeah, that was the weirdest Gosh. thing I've learned all day. It's Tyler only hero goes to the Nets. It's only when max extensions signed by players like on the rookie contracts, max rookie extensions that were signed with the rookies like drafting team. And now it's not on their draft. Like, you can't have two or more of those guys that you didn't draft on the same team. You can't have two or more. Uh, it's like, that's a weird, a very specific. So specific. I think it's just because that would be the best way, if you could swing it, to get, like, the best possible young players on the most palatable max contracts, yeah. so to speak. It probably, it probably helps small market teams in some way or something. Yeah, I'm sure there, there's like a calculated reason for it. I just thought it was very strange whenever I was like, how does that not make any sense? But whatever. And the Knicks just out there being the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> just doing Knicks things. <laughs> the Knicks just blew their money. Uh, I mean, it wasn't all of it, but just like how much, like you probably could have been in the sweepstakes for Kyrie or Kevin Durant, and you spent it on Brunson. Even if it works, because we talked about it the other day, like Jalen Brunson's probably been doubted as like his whole career. I I would imagine. Uh, I watched him destroy K in the national championship game one time. No, uh, Final Four game, and like they pro- they told the stories like he was a five star recruit, but none of the big schools like wanted to junk. But like, even if it works out, it's still such a Knicks thing to do, so Knicks like. And then every year I look at the Knicks and every the 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 Kings. I don't even pay any attention. Like, I don't know if the Kings watch basketball. I the Kings, they really need to just move to Kansas City. I'm just hoping, like, in in a year or so, like it will rejuvenate that franchise. I think they need. They would need completely new 
every <laughs> I'm convinced that nobody in the King's organization watches basketball. <laughs> I think they're like just a bunch of businessmen that are like, what do we do with our money? They like, have... we better buy a franchise. <laughs> Sean, they have not been relevant since 2002. Since when they were facing Peja, the Lakers. Stoyakovic and, and Vladi Yeah, Dibach. Mike Bibby. Uh, uh, we're That's forgetting like one relatively big the, name. Uh, Christy? Vladi Diva, Chris Weber. Chris Weber, yep. There and Peja uh, yep. was a really good small forward at the Step time. Thirsty. Really young, really good. Yeah, Stoyakovic. We just named the starting five right there. Probably on Bobby, that on Bobby that Jackson? Yeah. Young Bobby Jackson. Uh, that was probably the final squad that we just mostly... Hato Turkaloo. Ooh, Turkaloo. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, there again, that's probably most of that finals roster that was contributing. I'm proud of us. Look at that shit. Mm-hmm. And did they play, like, Portland? <laughs> like, was that the last time Portland was relevant also? No, I mean, Port- Portland's been relevant, you know, with Dame and stuff. Oh, that's but... true. Poor Dame. Uh, but that but Portland we... team's with, like... Uh, Arvidas Sabonis and Rashid Wallace. Uh, uh, I can't think. What, like Smith a, something. Like ancient Scotty Pippen, Steve Smith. Steve Smith, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, Stoudemire, or he, his name was like the Damon. Bulldog. Yeah, Damon. Damon Stoudemire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why are we knowing these names? Well, I think we're just proud of ourselves uh, because we remember the 2002 uh, Western Conference NBA Finals or 2001. Well, no, that would have been – well, you know, they were, the Lakers went to all those conference championships and went to the finals in, 90, in 2000, 2001, 2002. At some point, uh, though, that that, was... those matchups happened, that Kings-Portland Trailblazers of most of those guys we just mentioned. Yeah, but that was the last – the Kings have not been. They might have not been to the playoffs at all in the past since they that. They, it's almost like like if Winning Time had come out like thirty years ago instead of just this year. If Winning Time had come out thirty and like some rich people watch that and be like, "See, we can do that." <laughs> What's basketball? Yeah, Kings, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Kings, Kings, Kings need to move. Uh, and I don't know. Seattle might get a. Kings allegedly to gonna get a, a new stadium. Yeah, but, and that would be yeah, a but there's a reason they left, right? Yeah, it was a bad, bad stadium contract that the city wouldn't build them a new one or something like that. And that's why. What well, what year I'm is still that? That would have been two thousand and yeah, five or Because the Bobcats were yeah. like one year old, and then the Supersonics were the Thunder. Oh my gosh. Bobcats, terrible it's name. Weird. I'm glad they got. I'm glad they got Hornets back. I am too, as a nostalgic Hornets Hornets fan, not a current Hornets fan. Yeah. Nostalgic Hornets fan. But uh, we're still recording. Yeah, I'm just hoping. <laughs> just, just, just hoping. This is became just a phone conversation. That's, we gotta warn people. I'll warn people in the chat. It's like, all right, at the 50 minute marker, it just turns. Well, hey, we talk. we we gave them the early on. That's true. We gave him the this good was, stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's why we did it in this order, Chris. That was good thinking. I told you I had 20 minutes worth of tangents. I mean, it turned did out you mean 30. that you had 70 minutes worth of tangents? <laughs> no. We we stopped talking about Avatar at like the 45-minute mark. I think it was around 40, yeah. Because okay. at 42 uh, minutes, you saved a child, but she was wearing a life jacket. That was at 42 minutes. Hey. I saved her life. I said you yeah. saved her life. <laughs> God, God put me there to save her life. 
Hashtag mom, mom statement of the year. Yeah. <laughs> that is pinnacle of mom. It's, it's, uh, my mom is so uh, so re- religious in a, in, in a way. Not, not like a like a worse type of how people can be bad in religion. Just like she has a very firm belief. That's where I get my firm belief and also my dad. But like she'll say stuff like Lord's willing. Like Lord's willing, you know. I'll, I'll, you know, we eat tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's like, it doesn't matter how big or small something is. Like, Lord's willing, this, I'm like, yeah, that, I get it. That's, uh, I get the sentiment of my of mom that. always put it in a question mark and that, like, you think God would want you to do this? Like, and that, like, usually when she's trying to make me stop doing something stupid, but, Kansas City needs a team, needs a basketball team. Without trying to work out the details. Yeah, Pat, pony up some money. Without trying to figure out the details of the trades, uh, give me your, not your ideal, Mm. but your projected landing spots for, I I, I mean, I presume that that Katie and Kyrie are the two players that we're going to care about most. Don't don't try to work out the logistics. Just tell me where they're going to land. KD will end up in Phoenix. And... uh... I think eventually. I think there's enough traffic there. Um, and Kyrie will end up a Laker. Only because Kyrie really wants to play mm-hmm. where Kobe played. I think Kyrie, in a way, when he saw LeBron James win as a Laker, there was a part of him that was like, I wish that was me. And, uh, and also, no other teams seem to be interested. And Kyrie, except for the Lakers, and so I think eventually then the Nets will be like, all right, we'll settle for not Russell Westbrook, but a third team who's willing to trade us assets, and they're willing to trade on take on Westbrook's big, uh, Westbrook big one year deal because because he only has one year left on yeah, his contract, and so Megan. so yeah, Megan. that's where the Thunder come in, like rubbing their hands together. Like give us yeah. Westbrook plus yeah. the the goods the the picks and here you can have yeah I can see uh, I can see a three team trade going on. What's like what do the Thunder even have to give back to the Nets in that scenario? The Thunder the Thunder has SGA. Uh, no, well they have they have a bunch of draft picks. They have like fifteen first round draft picks for the Nets five years or something like that. Basically a whole a whole roster. <clears throat> I think. Um, I mean the the KD to Phoenix pick seems to have like the most traction underneath it. So that sounds good. I'm having a harder time putting my hands on Kyrie and I still feel like Miami's gonna be involved somehow. And I don't know if I think he lands there or not, but it just feels like Miami's been mm-hmm. involved in every discussion every step of the way. First yeah. for like Kyrie and now and it just seems like kinda ready for a shakeup. So I I guess I'll say Kyrie ends up there somehow or other. And dump Florida Always has the benefit see, of no state income tax. So I can see Dur- I can see Durant or Kyrie ending up in Miami. I'm gonna say that one of them will, uh, but I do like the Durant to Phoenix thing. Other than not really liking Phoenix that much, I like the idea of that happening. I guess. But uh, and the thing is, I can, I think actually I think Aiton and Kyrie and Ben Simmons would actually make a pretty solid team. But they seem to be blown up. Simmons and Aiton doesn't sound good to me together. Yeah, that's true. 
I, I know there's two guys. That pick, that pick and roll will be like, all right. Just, just fall back. <laughs> just, <laughs> just let them come to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is true. I think, uh, and uh, Florida just is always, always, always in play. I mean, not the magic, but like normal Florida because of the state sales tax deal. And you might think that doesn't sound yeah. like a lot, but it's like, all right, well, again, once you make millions of dollars, that couple percent, it's a pretty big deal. So Florida's yeah. always in play, and everybody likes playing for Pat Riley. It's more about who Pat Riley does not like playing for him. So Heat are going to be in play somehow. I just don't know how. It'll be interesting. Already pretty interesting. All right, I'm going to bed for real, though. This is... <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm glad... I'm glad we got to record today, though, when, like, all the news is exciting before we hear all the stuff that'll happen between now and it posting. So it'll feel like we got our picks in uh, mm, yes, before we sorry. heard news. That's pretty exciting. Uh, hey, if you're still here for some reason, that's awesome. Uh, my name's Sean. That's Chris Board, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. This is Avatar The Last Podcasters, who also occasionally pulls up ESPN on screen. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Is that a Saturday Night Live skit? The basketball. Give me, give me. Have you ever seen that one? I think I have. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it's annoying, but. The ESPN one night.